0: Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent.
1: Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Today's topic, interview scheduling, calendar management, optimization. So we've all experienced it. Trying to coordinate calendars to accommodate an interview is a big time suck from somebody's day, so let's try and help it not be yours. So we're going to talk about how to eliminate some of the administrative work and shift the work into more productive uh, activities that actually move your business forward. Today's quote, there's a lot of automation that can happen that isn't a replacement of humans, but of mind numbing behavior. Any idea who said that? Miss Olivia Melman?
0: Oh, I want to guess uh, Stuart Butterfield.
1: God, you're spot on. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes. And we do this by identifying a specific problem and providing solutions to enable you to win the right hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Ms. Olivia Melman. She's the manager of recruiting operations for DigitalOcean. Olivia leads DigitalOcean's recruiting operations team, having joined the company as their first program manager in March 2017. She is focused on automation and collaboration within the full lifecycle recruitment process and owns all the data and tooling associated with the recruitment strategy, which is what makes her the most perfect guest for today's show. Olivia, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today.
0: Thank you. You're too
1: kind. <laughs> All right, well, I'm happy to have you. So, today we're going to cover a few things. We're going to talk about the issues in and around managing your calendar and scheduling interviews. We're going to talk about the challenges with just coordinating and scheduling interviews and then of course provide you a solution to optimize your interview calendaring calendaring issues. All right, let's get started. Let's hop right into it, Olivia. So, what are the challenges that you face or that you see most in scheduling interviews today?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So I think it's important, too. While my recruiting team is working at a pretty high volume, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's one, two, 12 recruiting coordinators running into this challenge or you yourself as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, when you're coordinating interviews, the challenge is really how can we maximize time in meaningful ways when there is such limited availability from both our interviewers and our candidates, right? So you're coordinating these calendars and doing so effectively becomes really difficult. I like to think of it as calendar Tetris. So, about 70% of my team's time is really spent browsing Google calendars to find time slots that back-to-back multiple interviewers are available. Um, So, more more specifically, we're talking on-site interviews where we're bringing candidates in to meet several people from our hiring team. And, you know, this interview scheduling, it doesn't just tie to the candidate experience because we, of course, want to make sure that once this interview is confirmed and scheduled and the candidate is preparing, that their time is being respected. But it also ties to our employee experience because we know that interviewing is pretty time consuming. And even though it will benefit your team to bring in a great candidate and ultimately hire them, you have your own work to do as well. So it's definitely frustrating staring at Google Calendar all day. It's also frustrating as an interviewer when those interviews are constantly getting
1: rescheduled. It's frustrating to everybody when they get rescheduled more than once. So why is this important? Which
0: they certainly do. (laughs) And we've run into cases where we have, you know, even up to 50 reschedules in a month.
1: 50 reschedules. not of the same candidate. No, just, you know,
0: between the hiring managers and the interviewers and the candidate and internal meeting conflicts and doctor's appointments not listed on people's calendars, the whole gamut.
1: So why is this important?
0: So for me as a a leader, I really want to make sure that everything my team is doing is contributing to their individual growth and development. And once you've mastered how to quickly and effectively schedule an interview using, uh, we use Greenhouse as our applicant tracking system and we use Google Calendar. And so the two, the two tools do integrate. But once you've learned how to do that once, you're really not learning by doing it a second or third or fourth time. Maybe you're building relationships and that's certainly important. But for me, I'd really, I really love to solve for ways that my team can spend their time, as you mentioned earlier, on more meaningful engagement. So how can we reduce that administrative, repetitive work and replace it with something that is going to actually contribute to that long-term growth and development?
1: But how is this so contributing example, then to the hiring managers?
0: Um, for the hiring managers, yes. Yeah. So I think for the hiring managers, too, having a more repeatable and reliable system to schedule interviews ultimately will save them time as well and make sure that the time that is available on their calendars is best utilized, and all respected. And, you know, for them, too, it, it makes their recruiting coordinator, who's on my team, more of a strategic kind of systems partner and less of a administrative scheduler.
1: So basically automating this process just saves time across the board all the way around.
0: Yeah, you know, it saves time and it also gives that operational kind of change management, program management experience to those on my team who might otherwise really just be scheduling those interviews day in and day out.
1: What happens when you have window that's like two to three weeks out and you, you potentially can lose somebody? I mean, how are you navigating that?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a challenge that comes up a lot. So, I mean, we do try to schedule those on-site interviews within. We have an SLA internally of getting them scheduled within two business days to take place ideally within the next one to two weeks. I think it's really about communication up front. So we make sure that as soon as we engage with a promising candidate, we're really clear with them that we want them to be transparent with us about where they might be in stages elsewhere to give us a call if they're getting close to an offer somewhere else so that we can try to fast track and expedite and make sure that we get them in to meet the team so that they can have all their options in front of them when making that really important career journey decision. But, you know, there's certainly cases where we'll have to email or uh, we use Slack or instant message, whatever, the, the interviewers and say, hey, we really need to get this person in tomorrow. Can you move some things around? And we do find that folks are pretty willing to accommodate. And when we get into the solution part of today's discussion, you'll hear that some of the tools we're using actually are able to kind of prioritize or deprioritize meetings based on ai indicators within those meetings so we'll talk a little bit more about that and that how that kind of helps to expedite the process
1: so in the process do you guys have a set schedule of interviewers or do you have players that you can kind of navigate through like a backup bench of people that can fill in if, if somebody's not available
0: Actually, both. So we do have a set panel for every position. And we try really hard to make sure that that panel stays consistent for all candidates to help minimize, you know, unconscious biases that do always creep in in the recruiting process. So we have that set panel you know, it's the summer, people take vacation. So we do also have backup interviewers for those
1: individuals. You always have to have a bench of backup dancers, right? Exactly. (laughs) All right, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard, your host. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Find out how healing a person's pain points attracts amazing people to your company. Sign up for our passive talent workshops at stridesearch.com. We're speaking with Olivia Melman. She's the manager of recruiting operations for Digital Ocean. And we're talking about how to build effective calendar management and interview coordination programs. Olivia, let us you alluded to this and you kind of teased us with it in the first half. All right, let's talk about how we solve this problem. Let's jump right in.
0: Yeah, so we've actually recently implemented a new technology platform that does automate interview scheduling and eliminates that kind of calendar Tetris uh, of trying to schedule those on-site interview panels or back-to-back interviews. So the tool itself is a standalone browser platform. It essentially enables the user, who in my cases are recruiting coordinators, but you know if you're an entrepreneur or at a small business, it could be you or any executive assistant. And so, that user will actually build that interview panel or team by selecting the interviewers, you know, giving all the necessary details that you would within the initial scheduling framework, right? So, how long is it going to be? What format? Where is it going to be? What are the times? Um, You can even actually specify if a particular interviewer needs to be at a a certain time slot. So, for example, this person must go last or this person must be at their lunch date at noon. So, kind of populate all of that information just in this really nice UI online. And then the tool actually does the work for us by using artificial intelligence to pull in all of those Google calendars and find time slots where the people you selected are available in back-to-back meetings for the different formats or durations that you specified. As I mentioned earlier, my team was spending about 70% of their time manually finding these time slots where we would have anywhere from three to seven interviewers free every 30-minute back-to-backs to be able to schedule that onsite this has cut that, you know, time spend to about 40%. So we've really saved 30% of my team's time that was previously spent doing really repetitive activities. And now they're using that time to actually use system administration skills and help with program management or help me with some of the more operational reporting aspects of our team's role.
1: So is this a tool that you guys built or is this something that you were able to purchase?
0: we went out and purchased it there are a couple players in the field for this one we decided to go with a tool called interview schedule that's actually the name and of course the purpose
1: well it's a super creative name it's called interview schedule (laughs) yes (laughs) okay well i guess i mean get to the point right
0: exactly no confusion around what the purpose is on that one
1: all right let me back up a little bit let's say i am a entrepreneur and i have a small company where would I get started like if I need to build out a platform that coordinates everybody where I can minimize my time and I don't maybe have the resources to buy interview scheduler where would you say would be the best place for somebody to get started
0: yeah so I I like to apply a, a people process systems framework when I'm thinking about really how to solve any challenge um, given I do work for a pretty savvy technology company, I do often go to the market and I do recommend always seeing what is out there, you know, even if you don't have a lot of budget, if you think about the perspective of time savings and how to reinvest that time in ways that maybe will drive more revenue, that kind of helps to justify the case. But I do always like to start just with the discovery and assessment. So figuring out exactly what the workflow looks like now, and that's both in terms of people, process, and systems. So who is doing what to contribute to that existing workflow? What processes are they following? Is there even a process in place? Or is everyone kind of going rogue when these types of challenges pop up?
1: Most of the time, there's no process. Early.
0: It's usually chaos, almost always. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So how do we and tighten that up? The
0: people piece, right? Like the people pieces are the right people executing and who are the stakeholders? Is that who they should be? Sometimes you'll find a co-founder is scheduling their own interviews. And certainly you would think the co-founder can better invest that time somewhere else, right? So it's who's doing this now? And should that actually be the person doing this? Kind of the, the first piece, I like to kind of flowchart everything. So like, what is every single step in this, you know, maybe chaotic workflow, I won't even call it a process. And thinking through like, who's actually owning that.
1: <laughs> but you and I are both recruiting nerds. So like, we can get into it. Uh, entrepreneurs are going to spend about 30 seconds on this and go, uh, well, I don't know, we'll just figure it out.
0: Right. They're like, that person's doing it. I don't need to bother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What if you don't have a process? Like what systems would you put in place?
0: So, I think I would look to understand, like, of the activities, right, because we're saying no process, but of the activities that people are spending time on, like, what isn't adding value? And again, that's going to depend on how you define value. For me personally, it's are these activities contributing to the learning and development of my team? For an sure. entrepreneur, it's, are they generating revenue <clears throat> if that's how you're you're spending your time? So, kind of looking at those activities and figuring out which are the ones that we need to solve for. And then thinking through like how to solve those with systems or automation. Uh, So whether that's working with an engineer to kind of build something in-house that might speed things up for you or going to market and finding a solution like we did for interview schedule.
1: So at the very least, somebody should have an applicant tracking system and they should have Google calendars to tie everything together.
0: Definitely. Because at least that way, when you do run into, you know, the reschedule issues, you're not starting from scratch. You're just making a
1: modification. Yeah, and everything's centralized and people have access to it rather than running exactly. a Google spreadsheet or something like that.
0: Which we know happens. I've lived that life.
1: <laughs> yes, I know lots of people that live that life and they're still living it. You have those three components. Is there anything else that's going to be helpful?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if there is budget or an appetite to explore partnering with the third-party vendor, having a solid framework for what's going to be important to you in that vendor selection process can be pretty critical. So. At DigitalOcean, you know, one of our core values for our customers is to deliver simple and elegant solutions. So when I think about a tool that I'm going to roll out internally that will need to be adopted by our employees, it needs to meet that standard or else it's not going to be user-friendly and intuitive and feel like a simple, elegant process. So having a nice UI is certainly one thing we look for. But more specifically, I really like the ability to kind of influence product design and makes the partnership more fun. So when we were going out to market looking for a tool to help us automate interview scheduling, there were a couple providers out there. And the reason we went with interview schedule um, was because we were working directly with the CEO and co-founder through that sales cycle. And now when we have product feedback, we're going right to him. And he's super receptive and really eager to make sure that we're successful on the tool. And it makes us want to help him and make sure his tool is successful. So I think having that real partnership rather than just kind of having a service partner is really important at least to us here.
1: Yeah, absolutely and you get to help shape the direction of the product.
0: Exactly. So if we have a wonky situation like 60% of our company is remote and we need to schedule our interviews over the course of 2 days because there are a series of video interviews. Interview schedule is going to go ahead and figure out how to build that for us because they know that they'll probably run into future customers who might have that ask as well.
1: Is that something that you would recommend to a smaller company? Partner with additional
0: small providers? No,
1: no, just that AI automation piece on on the interview scheduling.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think any way to save time and eliminate those repetitive, really administrative lifts, you're going to be able to reinvest that time in such more meaningful ways.
1: But you do bring up a good point, partnering up with companies that are also in development too, where you you can contribute. That's pretty invaluable, too, because then you're an early adopter and you'll you'll get in here. Try try going to work day and trying to get changes made or something like that.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, we've all had the ATS where you ask for one button to be moved and it's like all hell is broken loose because they can't possibly make that change.
1: (laughs) It would be too costly. How did you guys go about the vendor selection? Was was there some sort of philosophy that you guys followed?
0: I think for us, it was really just aligning to our core values. We have a pretty strong culture here. Um, and so finding a tool that, again, was just to be simple and elegant and that would be really easy to manage from both an implementation, user adoption, and change management perspective because... Like I said, we're recruiting at a higher volume, so it's not just one person using this tool. It's actually going to be up to 10 or 15 people that will ultimately have in that solution. So finding a tool that would be really easy to train and coach and implement was super critical.
1: Now here's a like an offline question, but like is this a product that is developed by people who have actually been in recruiting who understand that? because I find that that is
0: which is one of my favorite parts about this solution ah.
1: because,
0: you know for those of you that have worked with h r tech products, they are often you know created by someone who's brilliant but maybe hasn't done the the core function of the end user role
1: never um, so this almost was never actually
0: dreamed up by yeah, exactly, so this is actually dreamed up by two co-founders who one of their close friends and colleagues was the recruiting coordinator and they kind of all put their heads together to figure out a better way.
1: Oh, and they were recruiters themselves. I I believe they were actually
0: hiring managers in that instance, but they were partnering with the recruiting coordinator and brought her in for product design.
1: See, that's important. That's I think when you do vendor selection, you should look at it from the perspective of who do they have that's on site that helps build the product that has done what you do. That solves the problem. A lot of times you're buying a product, you're not buying a solution. And that's something just exactly. really to be aware of. All right. Anything else that would be uh, valuable?
0: You know, the only other thing to come that comes to mind, which is probably another advantage to partnering with a smaller shop, is that ability to define success. So, so many of the bigger providers, they're like, this is what success looks like. You'll need to hit these metrics. That's how we'll define it. But when it's an earlier stage tool and you're an earlier stage company, you kind of get to define what that mutual success looks like. And, I think it's just critical to have something in place that you're working towards. So exactly how will you measure that ROI? For us, it was a matter of time savings and how can we reinvest that time? Um, but just having something tangible, metric focused to kind of measure, like, was that a good investment?
1: Awesome. Key takeaways then. Um, what would be three things that you'd want the audience to walk away with?
0: Um, I'll kind of go backwards on this. So definitely having measure- measurements for success, making sure you're working towards the goal. Even if you don't meet it, it will show you like where you're hoping to continue evolving. Um, I would say from an implementation standpoint, really thinking through user adoption and change management. And that's whether you're implementing a new solution like interview schedule or if you're implementing just a change to a workflow. Maybe you're putting some more rigor around one of those processes. How are you going to communicate that change and make sure that those stakeholders are really bought in? And then I'll come back lastly to just that kind of people process system. Nothing will work if you don't have the right people in place. So always survey your people first and make sure you have the right folks working on the right things.
1: And if you don't have them working on the right things, move them. Move them and go hire more. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm gonna throw my two cents here because I think it's a really important point that you brought up earlier. One, you really need to standardize a recruiting process where really anybody can step in. You need to be nimble, and if you have a situation where you need somebody to be interviewed, otherwise you're gonna lose them. You should. Have assigned questions that somebody else can just take those over and step in, do the process, and then evaluate that person for you. Absolutely. And then just a side note, do you guys ever do like kind of pre-scheduled days where people block off time for interviews?
0: You know, it's something we've talked about so much. We haven't really needed to yet because we do find that our hiring teams are pretty good about prioritizing and moving things around. Mm -hmm. I would recommend if you're ever pursuing kind of more of a time box hiring initiative where you want to hire several people to start on a given day. It is a great framework to use those kind of super days or blocks where you bring in several candidates and kind of just crunch it all out in a few days. So it's definitely something on our radar. We haven't done it here, but I've definitely seen it been successful elsewhere, and and I'm sure we'll try it at some point.
1: Well, and if you're an entrepreneur and you need to set aside time, say, thursdays between this time and this time are my interview days fill me up. that's one way to do it as well especially if you have challenges exactly. with calendar management and then management.
0: always throw that second block of time on for friday morning to really give time for assessment to figure out what is that hiring decision going to be because interviewing is often the easy part it's actually spending the time making a hiring decision that's, that really requires more effort
1: oh god you know we could debate about that part too <laughs> interviewing <laughs> is Maybe kind of the, the easy episode. part yeah totally I find that uh, we make it really hard on us sometimes, that interview process. Oh, gosh. Well, we're just about out of time for today's show. Olivia, um, thanks so much for your time investment today, and I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way for members of our community to reach you, find out more about your company, find out more about you? Sure
0: thing. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. As a former employee, I'm pretty addicted to the platform, so feel free to connect with me or send me an email or LinkedIn message, and I would you know, love to chat more about this or any other topics of interest.
1: Okay, great. Anything in specific you guys are looking for at your current company that somebody should keep an eye out Everything for? Everything
0: technical, engineers, infrastructure engineers, security engineers. Just like uh, everybody we else. We also are growing. Yeah, just like everybody else, we <laughs> have... Um, recently established a pretty excellent new leadership team. So I definitely encourage anyone to check out our roles if of interest.
1: Nice. All right. Well, I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power Radio. Quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening and we love your feedback. After all, the show's for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher. that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, dot com. We just redid our website, so I'd love to get your feedback on that. Or you can drop me an email at rick at to learn about our passive talent webinars and workshops. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Kevin Castle. Kevin is the managing partner for Technosis here in Orange County. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you've been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha.
0: Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.